0: Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Higher Branch. Now, a few months back, I was lucky enough to have been invited by our faculty member and my good friend, Mark Bunn, on his podcast to talk about journaling. And to me, this topic is so important. And it was one that I was going to record for you in 2021, straight after my first New Year's podcast. If you recall last week, I talked about the eight rules to live by in 2021. But I also mentioned that to hold yourself accountable, journaling was a very important aspect. And to me, this topic is super important. So I was lucky enough to have recorded this with Mark Bunn and I for one journal every day and to say that it has changed my life for the better is an absolute understatement. So I wanted to share my interview with Mark with you all so you could also benefit from from the skills of journaling. I promise you it is so simple, but so effective and will only take you a few minutes every morning and every evening. And once it becomes a habit, it'll be one of those daily things like brushing your teeth or getting dressed, but it will be so, so powerful for managing your life. It is the ultimate toolkit in your life strategy. You know, a lot of us have business strategies and work strategies, but we mustn't forget to have a strategy for life. And journaling provides that daily clarity for your life strategy. It's the daily check-in with that strategy. So you can pivot and you can hold yourself accountable. So with it being the start of a new year, there truly is no better time to learn that new daily habit. So, sit back and enjoy this interview between Mark Bunn and myself.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode where we're going to dive deep into all things journaling. If you were like me up until about 12 months ago, you may never have journaled much in your life. But thanks to my next guest, the great Sam McCall, he has inspired me to not only do journaling as a daily practice, but actually given some really practical how to's, how we actually do journaling in a way that maximizes our success from it. And I think if you knew how many top level world success individuals journal as a daily habit or practice, you'll be inspired to do the same. So it's a great pleasure to have my very, very good mate, friend, buddy, and our colleague, Sam McCall join us. Sam, how are you?
0: Awesome. Awesome, Mark. Really good to be here. Uh, Love talking to you as always. And hello to all your lucky listeners who get to listen to your podcast uh, every week or so. Excellent. Well, they have been lucky because some of the feedback we've
1: got from the podcast is one of the most enjoyable and practical episodes of all was the first time you were on my podcast where you spoke about a higher branch and the eight areas of life and how to sort of integrate that framework into living a really healthy, balanced life. And we actually touched on in that episode, this idea of journaling, but now I wanna really dive deep into it and just pick your brain on how people can do that and maximize it. So taking a step back, can you first just give us a snapshot, big picture of the importance of journaling Why would we spend five, 10, in your case, 20 minutes, you know, sometimes twice a day
0: journaling? What are the benefits? Well, first of all, I just want to give it some context by saying I'm now in my 57th year on this planet. And since the age of 19, I have been journaling. Mm. And for people that are listening who are thinking, oh, I'm going to zone out now because I've heard this stuff about journaling and, you know, Dear Diary and all that, just bear with us because I'm gonna explain to you what journaling is really about. And I can tell you, I'm blessed to have an amazing life. I materially and spiritually, I feel just so blessed. I have beautiful people around me. I have beautiful things uh, around me. And I don't apologize for my material success because I think your outer world reflects your inner world. Mm. And I can honestly say hand on heart that the key to my success has been the journaling that I do. It's the conversation that I have with my inner self. And I know journaling is just as difficult as meditation. You know, I know a lot of people, including myself who give up on meditation and they go back to it and you give up and you go back to it and that's okay. The same thing with journaling. If you're listening now and say I've tried journaling and you know, I've given up on it or I haven't looked at that journal for a while or I haven't bought a journal, what is a journal? We're gonna (laughs) do a deep dive into it because a lot of people get really sucked into that you know the monitor the screen of their life thinking they are the storyline they are their thoughts but what journaling does it allows you to notice your thoughts and step back and realize that you are the writer director and executive producer of your life Mm. and the only time you can do that is when you journal now i must admit that when life is going so awesome for me, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I get complacent and I've gone through these periods where I stop meditating and I stop journaling. Or I'll open a journal and i say, yeah, bloody good day, right? (laughs) (laughs) Life is rosy. But once I start explaining to you what journaling is really all about, it's like saying, I'm going to go to a new destination and heck, I'm just going to wing it. I'm not going to look at the Gregory's for those of you old enough and i'm not going to look at the sat nav for the millennials out there i'm just going to wing it and mm-hmm. in life you just can't wing it so the benefits to answer your question is that it gives you a sense of control and it gives you a sense that even though you're going through challenges that you're on top of things you've got a plan you've got an operating system to follow because life isn't about perfection, it's about progress. Life isn't about waking up happy every day. And if you're not, then, hey, suddenly the world is terrible and I'm depressed and my mm. I'm suffering and you play the victim. No, if you're not experiencing any adversity or hardship in your life, then you're not really living. You're living mm. what I call a nothing life, a numb life. Mm. Now, when you journal with yourself, the benefit is that you see things very clearly, and once I start explaining, you start processing your thoughts and feelings in a way that you become your own therapist. Now, mm. I'm not saying you know don't ever use a therapist because we all need a coach. Whether you're an ex AFL player like Mark or a business leader like like myself, we need coaches. We need guidance. You know, I know how to train, but mm. I have a PT, right? But your PT, your coach, whoever you're using to help you on your life's journey, they can't help you if you're not helping yourself. And the way to help yourself is to have that conversation with yourself twice a day. The benefits are material success. If you're in business, the benefits are your business is more than likely going to be more successful. If you're in a relationship, more than likely that your relationships is going to be a lot more positive. It's going to be a lot more intimate physically and emotionally. If you have friends, then your friendship groups are going to be a lot more positive. You're going to have a lot more fun with your friends. Mm. So you look at all areas of your life, all eight areas of your life using the framework at a higher branch. The benefits to you is that you're going to be climbing higher in each of them. You're going to be climbing higher in each of them because the journaling allows it's like an op- operating system for climbing higher and yes we fall off a branch sometimes and we get hurt but journaling allows you to get back up and go to the next step whether you know it's a failed project at work or a failed business even or a failed relationship or you know climbing to a branch which yields a little fruit you know uh, a relationship you've started that, that you know, it's a bit stale you know but most people when that happens when they fall off that metaphorical branch or when they you know uh, climb to a branch that yields little fruit, they stop climbing. Yeah. and that's tragic. So journaling allows you to quickly see it's, a, it's like a mirror. It's like a mm-hmm. reflection. When I journal, it's a mirror into my emotions and thoughts. and you can't uh, pardon the French bullshit yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can bullshit others, you can even bullshit a therapist. Yeah. But when you're journaling, you can't BS yourself. You, yeah. you, it's just impossible. You, you know, so they're the benefits. I think the benefits, yeah. very clear, you, you get that sense of control. So yes, I am feeling bad. Yes, I did fall off that relationship or that project mm-hmm. or that business. But now I've got this. I've got yeah. this. And that's what journaling does. The benefits will become more and more apparent as we have this so discussion I mean, and I talk to you about the method of journaling that I do.
1: I love it because I was just about to dive into that. And what I thought, rather than going into the eight areas of life, anyone listening who's interested, go back to the earlier podcast we did with Sam and he'll detail the eight areas of life. But from that groundwork of people knowing, you know, what's important in their life, what I love about your journaling process is you're combining not just the head, you know, not the rational conventional business planning and life planning and but you also incorporate the heart, you know, and you've got the two sides of your, your journal. Can you sort of, yeah, go Absolutely. into that using, as you said, yep. the, the method you use, someone gets up in the morning, sits down to journal, how can they practically do it with your, your method?
0: Okay, so the journaling process or the journaling technique I use is pretty much the operating system for a higher branch. So we have an operating system for our software we have an operating system at work but we don't have an operating system for our life which means that no matter what you learn in life if you can't implement it if you don't have an operating system to implement it then the more information you have the more things you want to do in life the more overwhelmed you'll feel so i come across people who are anxious and depressed not because they lack direction in life or lack something to do is they want to do too much and they don't know in what order to do it, how to do it, how to deal with failure. So the eight areas of life is the what part of the operating system. And that's Mm. the easy part. What I need to focus on in life? And that's your health, your intimate relationship. That's love, family, work, friendship, learning, wealth, and charity. Mm. And each one of those uh, eight areas, as we covered in the previous podcast fulfills a fundamental human need, which means if you neglect one, then you diminish your life force by that one. Now journaling helps you climb higher in each one of those areas. When I say climb higher, I'm always using the metaphor in my book, a higher branch and journaling helps you climb higher. So I journal in a five step pattern, which is the how that's my second framework that I use at a higher branch. So how do you climb higher in each of them? Because it's okay for me to say, you know, Mark, you need to climb higher in these eight areas, don't neglect them. Mm. I discovered that framework at the age of 19, but it wasn't until 2006 that I realized that I wasn't climbing higher with a congruent mind and a congruent heart. And that's when I then designed the second framework, which is the circle of conscious living, I call it, which is the how do you climb higher? And the only reason I discovered it is because I journaled right, back then, albeit I journaled in a unstructured way I didn't have the operating system but I still journaled as I said I've been journaling since the age of 19 and that's the beautiful thing about journaling it doesn't have to be perfect so it doesn't have to be the journaling technique that I'm sharing today it can be anything that you want but certainly the journaling technique that I'm going to share will really open your eyes to Mm a methodology that you can just follow every day, especially if you're a busy person who doesn't have time to to sit there and stare at a page. Mm. But so in 2006, I became lost. I lost my way in life. When I say I lost my way in life, I mean metaphorically, I achieved a certain level of success. And then I had those moments where I thought, why? What for? What does it all mean? Mm. And I stagnated a little bit. And I lost interest, lost drive in my relationships at work. I stopped trying as hard. My client said to me, Oh, what's the matter? You don't see yourself. Hmm. And it's amazing. I always tell people it's harder to manage success than it is to manage failure. I love failure because yeah. failure is like, get back up, try something new. It's a journey. Yeah. But for some of us, once we achieve a certain level of success, we can sit on that branch and say, well, I'm there. I don't need to keep climbing, but. You know, funny thing about depression is that it doesn't discriminate, rich or poor, right? And I've coached people who are ultra wealthy that are suffering from depression. And I know poor people would look at that person and say, dude, how can you be suffering from depression if you've got $50 million in the (laughs) bank? Because when you stop climbing higher in each of the eight areas of life, you stagnate. What people often say is a chemical imbalance which leads to depression is nothing more than just stagnation of the human spirit. So the circle of conscious living is really the framework that I use for the journaling. And it goes as something like this. Journaling has to be done at the right time and with the right frame of mind, which means that you need to get into that right frame of mind. How do you do that? So you should journal twice a day. So I journal 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. So the first hour and the last hour, it's the bookend, right? so you bookend your day with these three rituals and for me i don't care what happens in between right because what happens in in between is life right Mm -hmm. but if i bookend my day with those three rituals and one of them is journaling then i'm in control of how i think and how i feel i can't control external circumstances but i can control how i think and feel so for me, the, the right time of the day is the first hour and the last hour. Now it can be a five minute journal, it can be 20 minutes. Yeah. So generally speaking, when I give keynotes, I say there's three rituals in the morning, 20 minutes each, three rituals in the evening, 20 minutes each. And a lot of corporate executives look at me and they have a smirk on their face <laughs> and they say, that's two hours of my day, Sam. You know, yeah. There's no way I have two hours. And that's a question that people have to ask themselves to say, well, are you prioritizing you? Are you prioritizing a meeting about some particular spreadsheet that you're looking into? What's more important to you, the spreadsheet or your life? And for me, it's a no brainer. And now that we're working more from home, I have more time in the day to Hmm. do those things, including journaling. But going back to those three rituals, before journaling, I do movement, meditation, then journaling. And it's important that I do them in that particular order. The order may be different for you. Some people like to meditate as soon as they wake. For me, when I wake, my cortisol levels are a little bit spiked and I'm ready to go. So I need a movement. So I do a minimum of 20 minutes of usually cardio. So it'll be yep. cycling or running or just a brisk walk. Or sometimes if I don't have time, I'll do a four-minute Tabata routine, You know, yep. which is 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. And you'd be surprised how you can get your mm-hmm. lymphatic system going in four minutes. Once I move and I've calmed that cortisol or I've neutralized it, then I step into meditation and I find meditation a lot easier. That was the game changer for me. When I couldn't meditate, it's because my body wanted to move. So once mm-hmm. I did the movement first, I could meditate. Now in meditation in the morning, so we're, we're sticking with the morning here. And it's important because the journaling is different from the morning to the evening. Yeah. So my morning meditation is visualizing after going through, you know, centering myself with the breath and calming myself and noticing my surroundings. Then I start meditating on what I want to achieve for the eight areas of life. Okay. So then when I come out of that meditation, I'm primed for journaling, right? Mm. So the journaling in the morning looks like this and it follows the five step circle of conscious living. Step one, What are your goals and dreams in all eight areas of your life for that day? Goals and dreams sound so grand, you. you know, but my goal for the day could be, for example, in the tree of love is to be intimate with my wife, right? So I can put that down. That's my goal and dream. For work, it could be a particular meeting that I want to achieve a certain objective. So I go through the eight areas, so in my journal, this is what I'm writing. I write health, my goal for the day, right? Maybe it's to get rid of the pain in my leg for the day or to do a 5K run. And I go through each of the eight areas, write the goals. Step two is I write down the actions that I need to do for the, uh, the day. So one of the actions, for example, in the Tree of Love, and I wrote it uh, this morning, so I said, well, I'm going to give you know, my wife a massage when I get home right oh. so i'm going to do the bath run the bath give her a massage and that's a way to show that i care for her and it leads to our emotional connection and hopefully yeah. a physical one as well <laughs> <laughs> but that's not my motive <laughs> but you get my drift so yeah. in the morning the journaling is goals and dreams for the day step to the actions for in each of the eight areas. Yeah. Uh, so I have actions. One of the trees of life is a tree of charity. So one of the actions I have for today is I'm actually connecting with one of my staff members who uh, working from home in Victoria who's doing it a bit tough. She's yeah. sort of gone off the radar a little bit yeah. and people are saying, look, she's not coping. So that's just my opportunity, you know, to say, are you okay? Is there anything, you know, we can do to help? Yeah. So now imagine going through life without the eight areas of your life as your guide and those first two simple steps now these five steps in the circle of conscious living it's nothing that you haven't heard but it's in the sequence that i love and it's the synergy between the how and the what because you can also if you don't know the what then you don't know what to climb higher in life because i know people who say oh yeah i have goals and dreams and i take action and I'll get to step three, four, and five in a second, but I say, yeah, goals and dreams and what? Yeah. Actions and what? And people will say, oh, I'll pay off my mortgage, buy my convertible. Yeah, That's not life. Yeah. And this is something we've covered previously in, in a podcast you appeared you know, on my show where we talked about yeah. this global consciousness, which has nothing to do with anything material. Yeah. So morning time, it's basically goals and dreams and each of them each of the eight areas and then the actions. So people are thinking, okay, what's the difference between goals and dreams? And this is important. Dreams live in your heart, goals live in your mind. Mm. So I write my dreams. Cause when I'm in meditation, I do visualization meditation proceed before the uh, uh, journaling. What I'm doing there is I'm saying, what is the perfect day look like for me today? Yeah. I'm not talking goals and dreams for my life at the macro level. You know, have a business that turns over this and you know, travel to all parts of the world with my partner. That's your bucket list, leave that alone, right? This is life is lived every day in a 24 hour period. Every 24 hour period is a birth and death experience. You wake mm-hmm. up, it's birth, you go to sleep, it's death, right? So dreams live in your heart. So when you visualize something that you really want for the day, what that happens, it brings passion to the surface and you feel like you get excited and one of the traps for people who are sitting listening and thinking, okay, I'm learning about journaling is when you get to that exciting phase, don't close your journal. Yeah. Many people will say, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm going to just close the journal and just, you know, wired for action. No, you have to have goals and dreams in each of the eight areas of life. You can't just have them at work or with friendship or with your partner or with health, you know. Uh, the typical one for health is people yeah. want to go to the gym and say, oh, well, I want to go smash it out in the gym because I've been watching David Goggins on <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. assist and say it has to be in each one of those eight areas. What does your optimal day look like? Now, the reason why I do journaling after meditation is because during meditation, you start getting this very clear you know, vision of what you want and it in- ignites the heart. And what happens is then there's a partnership between the heart and mind because once the, the heart is a, has this passion that it gets ignited for something in each one of those areas, eight areas of life for that particular day, then the mind's reticular activation system starts seeking out the tasks that you have to perform, the mm. the goals you have to achieve, right, to perform to achieve the dream. So why that's important is because The second step in a circle of conscious living is the action part. What actions are you going to take? People have dreams without goals, don't know what action to take. You need a combination, the partnership between the heart and the mind. Unfortunately, a lot of millennials now who are stuck on Instagram are always living in their heart because they get excited about these memes and these 60-second motivational videos by greats such as David Goggins or, or yourself who posts... But then they don't go to the next step and say, well, okay, what do I I have to do? What are the actions? So the mind is important, but the heart is also important because Mm. if it's just a goal and you don't have the dreams in your heart, then when it comes to a time to take action, fear gets in the way, fear of failure, fear of rejection. If you're only living in the mind, you're going to stop. You're not going to take action, but the passion that in your heart brings courage to the surface to overcome your fears. So when you're writing down in your journal for each of the eight areas of life, write down your dreams first, the visual, no matter how stupid it may sound, it's your journal, you can write whatever, right? And then write down, okay, to achieve that dream, I have to say one of your dreams for the day is high energy throughout the day, without reliance on coffee, and then you want to have an excellent night's sleep early. And you want to have a great sleep where you get the optimal deep sleep, optimal REM. And this is, I mentioned that because that's often one of my goals. So then your goals are, okay, I'm going to get sunlight today in the morning on my eyes. In the first 45 minutes, I'm going to do some sun gazing. I'm going to go to the beach and just go for a walk. If it's too cold or go in the water, if you're brave enough just to you know, cleanse your aura, and then I say, okay, I'm going to do some running or cycling. And then I'm going to do some meditation or I'm going to call a friend in need because that makes you feel good physically. That's good for your health. Or I'm going to work a solid six hours and be productive because that's equally good for your health. You know, mm. what's good for your health isn't just a nutrition exercise and meditation or sleep. It's also the things you do that give you meaning that makes you feel good emotionally. So, yeah. The point I'm making for your morning uh, journaling is that it has to be both the, the heart and the mind because it's a combination of both. The, the heart without the mind is directionless. Yeah. It's like ideation without execution. It is delusion, I once heard. <laughs> yeah. And the mind without the heart, you're gonna hit the roadblock of fear. Yeah. Uh, you're in a meeting uh you're going to fear speaking up because you fear being ridiculed you know but if you have passion, the heart's involved you've got that clear vision for your day at work for your health then you'll break through that fear and you'll take action yeah so that's what my morning journaling looks like before I get into the evening side and the, well, just be- uh, just
1: before you do that one of the best things that i've learnt from you around this journaling is the eight areas you know I was that traditional health work you know (laughs) like everything and then everything else is in the background whereas the the eight areas with the journaling really flushed out and sort of nourished more of the learning and the friendship type areas so yeah it was really great so yeah no let's let's move through to the the end of the day so we've gone about a day we've tried to implement things i'm sure we've succeeded in some haven't in others what do we do at the end of the day
0: actually you raised a very good point that i should mention that i remind people my coaching because a lot of people who are time poor that journaling in the morning i get them to use a life blending technique so sometimes you look at the eight areas of life and you think geez i don't have time to do everything Mm -hmm. in each one of those areas one of them has to be compromised, either my relationship or my friendships, or even my health, or charity. What's that? You know, or wealth creation. Yeah. What's that? So the best way to do it is to blend. So, for example, today I'm at work today. It doesn't look like I'm dressed no, for it, but this yeah. is how we dress now in the COVID <laughs> era. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm in the office today. Now at lunchtime, I'm going to go for a jog with yeah. one of my uh, team members. Now, so we'll be climbing uh, the tree of friendship on that job, tree of health. We'll be you know, getting sunshine and moving. We're also going to be brainstorming a particular project. Uh, so we're climbing the work. tree of work. And yep. sometimes there's that opportunity for contribution because they're listening to me and I'm listening to them. And yeah. uh, so you're climbing five areas of life in the one go. So when you're journaling, think wow. of, be creative. Think of what tasks can I do to be able to be climbing you know, two or more of these eight areas of life. Yeah. For example, if you work with your partner, you're climbing a tree of love, friendship, health. So imagine what I just said about going yeah. for a jog and brainstorming. Imagine doing that with your partner. You've, you've ticked another box. So try and blend your life in yeah. all eight areas when you're journaling and be creative about that. I can't think of any other uh, examples, but I'm sure there be heaps of examples that you can think of yourself. So, See a
1: colleague of mine called Kirsty Spraggan who now lives in LA, but we've spoken together and she used to call it FERKing. It was where you blend work with fun, you know, in some way, whether it's a friendship yeah. fun or... <laughs> so yeah, furking was a good one too. But yeah, I love the life blend. It's a, it's a great I, principle.
0: I love that. But the, the prerequisite for people who are listening, the prerequisite is you need to be your authentic self across all eight areas of life. I know some people, you know, that I've coached in the past that they have a face for friendships, a face for their partner, a face for their kids, a face at work, and it, it's draining. Exhausting. Uh, it's, you know. Yeah, it's exhausting. So just be yourself a, across all eight areas of life. And people love that authenticity. It's the only way you can blend, really. And by blending, you save a lot more hours in a day. Let me tell you, instead of spending an hour in the gym, an hour with your partner, an hour at work, brainstorming, mean, imagine doing that. You know, four hours into the one hour at lunchtime. That's, that's a no-brainer yeah. for me, for all the productivity yeah, you know, yeah.
1: nerds out there. Hacks,
0: productivity hack,
1: <laughs> life blend. So, uh, yeah,
0: I'm a productivity nerd. That's what I call myself. I'm obsessed with efficiency. So. Yeah,
1: I love it. So,
0: so um, how does journaling look like then for the second part of the day? So I yeah. talked about bookending the day, morning, night. So I repeat this, the first two rituals, movement, meditation again. Yep. But this time, the movement is different. The movement uh, that I do in the morning is usually very intense. The movement at night may be just a, leisure, a leisurely stroll, right? Depending on what stress you're trying to sublimate. But I usually don't like to do high-intensity uh, exercise at night because I'm winding down. I know my cortisol levels are not high. And you've yep. got to be true to, you know, as Mark talks about, to what nature, the, the rhythms of nature. You know, The sun is setting. The birds are finding a place. Yeah. On the branches, it's not time for you to go and smash out a 20 kilometer, <laughs>
1: you know,
0: intensity session. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually go for a walk and on that walk, I usually, you can't help it. When you're walking in nature, I'm lucky enough to live, you know, near some, either the beach or the Karingai Chase National Park. And uh, things start bubbling up to the surface. Mm. What happened during the day? Remember the first two steps in the circle of conscious living that you journaled in the morning Is forward thinking. It's like, what am I passionate about? And what are my goals and what actions am I going to take? But during the day, before you get to the second bookend, stuff happens, Mm. right? What happened after you took that action in the tree of love? What happened when you took that action in the tree of work at that meeting? What happened when you called that friend in the tree of the friendship to say, are you okay? What, what happened? What happened when you, exercised in the gym, you know, at lunchtime, if you did that and you injured yourself. How did you feel about that? So the first journaling technique is forward thinking, which is action. The second part, the end of the day is reflection. Makes sense, right? Mm. We got to reflect on what happened in the day, process any thoughts and feelings, because after we take action, we are not always going to get our way, either externally or internally. And This is why journaling is important to be bookended in these two methods, because if most people who know something about personal development will do the the first bit, you know, the Mm. goals and dreams and take action. And yeah, right. But then what happens in that day? So the walk brings things to the surface, then you go into deep meditation, which is all relaxation, nothing about visualizing your goals and dreams for the day. It's just about connecting with the breath. That's what I do anyway. And, you know, sometimes I'll do a mantra, right? Or a sound or a hum, or, you know, I get that hum in my body, just to bring everything back down to nature's, you know, wavelength. And out of that meditation, I can guarantee it. And this is what scares a lot of people off during meditation. Sometimes anxiety will come to the surface. And this is when journaling is most powerful after those two things after the movement the meditation then you get in your journal say stuff is bothering me here mm-hmm. so, so something's bothering me so maybe you were lining up for a coffee and the person behind you know the counter served somebody else who got there after you and that made you feel bad i'm mentioning little things like yeah. that because you'll be surprised how many little emotional cuts that we experience that we don't process This is the power of journaling because if you don't process these emotions, if you don't process these negative thoughts that you've had during the day, if you don't process the failures you've experienced, you'll Mm. wake up the next day with a fear mindset and Mm. you'll stop journaling and you'll stop meditating and you'll stop moving. And that's sad. You don't want to live Mm. in that lost state. And that's why you've got to be very diligent to make sure that you have those rituals in the morning and in in the evening. That, that's why it's hard for me, Mark, to talk about journaling to the exclusion of movement and meditation, because you yeah. need those two things to prime yourself for journaling. Mm. And I'll be the first to put my hand up and say, every now and then, especially if my routine has gone a little bit off, or if I'm on holidays or what have you, I might miss, you know, my meditation or my journaling. Typically, and I will get lost. I will feel yeah. it. But that's okay. If you've been there, I've been there. But I know what to return to. So I return to the meditation. I return yeah. to the journaling. And I say, Sam, you got lost. You're back on track now. So one of the things I've heard you say in meditation is the key to meditation is not having total control of your thoughts and the breath. It's knowing when to return when your mind wanders. Is that right? Was that yourself that I think uh, I heard you say? It might have been a Tom, the great Tom
1: Sullivan, might be one of his. Elizabeth yeah yeah now it's everyone has different forms so it's but it's I I, the point you just before I forget is combining it with the movement and the meditation or that you know whatever daily practice is with journaling I think is really profound because as you say it's like writer's block in a sense you know we know as writers that if you're not in the right mindset in the right sort of environment you don't get the maximum results. So I love that sort of combining the, the three. And what I'd really love to even to wrap it up with one final question. We spoke earlier about the difficulties you're going through in, you know, with people in Victoria, people that work with you, really struggling. And maybe I didn't frame it very well at the start of this podcast, where I spoke about really high level performers consistently journaling as one of their sort of daily life hacks. But what about for people that are really struggling at the moment? Some people are really doing it tough. I mentioned on your podcast about one of the things that they can possibly do is journaling because they don't have that avenue to express with a loved one if they're not, you know, living with family, they're living by themselves, they're not being able to go to the office and the workplace to, you know, connect with colleagues and co-workers. What, value can journaling do for people that are maybe really doing it tough at the moment and is there any other sort of tips or tools they can do to try and help them out of that sort of situation
0: absolutely journaling is the therapy that you don't have to pay for Mm. i mean that's what journaling is most people that are listening right now have a lot of innate wisdom you know, a thousand years ago, there was no accredited psychologists and doctors. We were all experts in our own self. And it's time that, you know, we take ownership over ourselves and not outsource that responsibility uh, to others. So everyone that's listening has the same inner intelligence. In fact, they know themselves more than any other therapist. So, you know, if you can afford a therapist by all means, but I've seen people that have breakthroughs from journaling, you know, after a few days, whereas I'll go through months of therapy before they have any breakthrough. Mm. So for me, it's ultra powerful. And the benefits is this, the benefits, especially the reflection journaling at the end of the day, reflection journaling is about practicing acceptance and gratitude. And that leads to a default state of fearlessness where you go to sleep in a default state of fearlessness, which is step five in the circle of conscious living. And then you wake up and have the audacity and the boldness to have new goals and dreams and actions because the, you know, the the cycle repeats itself every morning. So the benefits are you'll be able to process, you will be able to surrender to any outcomes so, if you 've woken up with goals and dreams and you 've taken action, you can't control the outcome what happens through the day. you can't control you know what people thought of you in the meeting or how you felt after an, uh, a workout or whether you initiate in- intimacy with a partner and they rejected you or whether you called a friend to go somewhere and they didn't call you back so journaling has the benefit of stepping into a state of i don't care yeah. I I don't care. I've done my best and I let life do the rest. It allows you to step into a state of surrender where you don't judge what happens in the day as good or bad. You don't care. You've done your bit and whatever happens. And that's how I run my business. Mm. I don't wake up every day and say, well, how much money did we make today? Or, you know, how many new clients do we have? I don't care about those outcomes, but I do care about what goals and dreams I have. I do care about the actions I take. But then journaling allows me to step into that state of complete and utter acceptance. So when bad things happen throughout the day and I journal at the end of the day, I say, okay, what can I do tomorrow to, to reverse that? What can I, Or if I can't, what can I do to learn from it? Or three, if I can't reverse it or learn from it, then I just got to trust that somehow, somewhere, sometime, the universe will reward me in some other way. Maybe it's not right for me at this point in time. Maybe the person that rejected me is someone that I don't need in my life. You know, maybe the the client I lost isn't a client that is good for my business. We don't know what the universe has in store for us. You really just got to have complete trust. So the benefit of journaling allows you to process acceptance a lot better than not journaling. And the other benefit is journaling allows you to step into a state of gratitude so the fourth step in a circle of conscious living when you journal at the end of the day is simply write down what things happened to you in the eight areas of life that you should be grateful for and it's just a simple you know little thing so i don't mean you know listing your gratitude every day your gratitude you know your yeah. macro gratitude list say what happened today what meal did you get to enjoy what friend's you know, connect with that you can be grateful for someone that called you, or maybe what podcast did you listen to? You know, that someone took the time to produce that you learned maybe in out of 60 minutes, you learned one little piece of wisdom that's added value. I that's what I step into in my journal. I just look for those little nuggets of things that I should be grateful for that we shouldn't take for granted, and yeah. the benefit is a huge happiness payout. And then last thing in the, in the day that's not in my journal is I listen to some comedy and go to sleep with a smile yeah. on my face and then wake up and do it all again. Love
1: it. Absolutely love it. It's uh, something you will have come across yourself, but it's funny when people talk about nuggets of wisdom and how sometimes you can plan things and you get very intellectual. And then other times someone asks you a question and just this spontaneous answer just comes out without any intellect getting in the way and the first thing you said when I asked you that last question was and this is gold I'm going to remember this journaling is therapy without you having to pay for it I love (laughs) that and it's true it is absolutely true it is therapy without us having to pay for it so I think that is an absolutely beautiful point to finish on Sam thank you so much for your not only your time, but your wisdom. Thank you very much
0: again, buddy. It's absolute pleasure. And for everyone that's listening, uh, live consciously, my friends. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and took in a lot of valuable information and tips on how you too can successfully journal each and every day. So until next week, as always, live consciously, my friends.